0: Uh, So this one is in Revelation chapter 6 seals number 2 and 3 seals 2 and 3 like I said are pretty easy to understand uh, but the implications of it on the earth at this time are going to be pretty major Uh, I mean the people that are still here if you get seal number 2 and 3 unveiled while you're here living on earth uh, it'll be pretty dramatic to go through. And this kind of builds up into seal 4, which we'll talk about in a few days, which is pretty interesting. There's a lot that goes into that one. But in Revelation chapter 6, as we go through it here, I want to read you guys off what it says about seal number 2 and 3, and then how that applies to our life today, and what it means for the people back in this time, or or in the future. So, it says here, When he opened the second seal, which is Jesus Christ, I heard the second living creature saying, come and see another horse fiery red went out and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth and that people should kill one another. And it was given to him a great sword. And then seal number three in, in verse number five in revelation six, it says, when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. So I looked and behold a black horse and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. What this means here is seal number two, first off, is the red horse. Okay? And the red horse is basically signifying that warfare is going to come to the earth. And if you think about this, Um, And the Antichrist, what's kind of the Antichrist, his promise to the people is to kind of bring peace and restoration and unity. So the Antichrist comes into earth. And again, many people are going to follow him. He's not coming in there just saying, I'm going to kill everybody and do this kind of stuff. He's coming in there as a person that is, is promising hope and peace and restoration and unity. And so as the people start following the Antichrist, then seal number two happens which is massive warfare. Um, And so the opposite of what the Antichrist promised these people that are now following him happens across the world. So massive warfare. And you can basically put it as no more peace. And you think about this, if there's warfare going on all around you, you won't be able to sleep at night a lot of times. During the day, you can't go out and do normal activities. You're probably hiding in shelter most of the time. It's hard to go and get food. Your entire normal daily life begins to look different. And so this seal would dramatically affect the the lively state of the people. Plus, it's going to kill a lot of people that are here on earth uh, during this time. Um, And if that's not bad enough, then you get seal number three. And seal number three is the black horse. And seal three is pretty interesting. You do some research on it. Because the black horse is um, basically, let me read it all to you guys again. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. So I looked and behold a black horse and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures say, a quart of wheat for a denarius which is their money back then. So think about that. It's their money, denarius. And three quarts of barley for denarius. And do not harm the oil and the wine. What this is saying is the black horse is bringing famine. It brings in famine. So now you have war going on all over the place. People are fighting each other. They're in conflict. They're in battle. Who knows what, what exactly over, but the world's in total Chaos. And then once the world's in chaos, then there becomes a great famine. So it's already hard enough to get your food because there's people probably bombing and shooting everywhere. But now you also have a famine that's going on. Um, and so at this point, everything basically the Antichrist promises people that are following him, the opposite is really happening, which is, which is ironic. But he still has a great following. Um, but the famine that's going to come into the earth is going to cause a great problem for people. Um, And it's going to also take probably many, many lives at this point. And what I want to read you guys off today is something kind of interesting here uh, about the scrolls in itself. So this scroll that's being read off here, this may not necessarily be the first time that this scroll was mentioned in the Bible. Um, So in Revelation, it's the first time the, the scroll was opened. And now we see one, two, and three seals that are broken and what's going to happen to the earth during this time. But it's actually not the first time necessarily the scroll was, was talked about in the Bible. I want you guys to think about this. Um, I want to read it off to you guys, what I found here. This is pretty interesting. <clears throat> Let me get the right one here. Okay. It says here, the scroll in Daniel chapter 12 appears to be the same scroll that is in view of the book of Revelation. If you turn to Daniel twelve four through 9 Daniel is told the words of the book are shut up and sealed until the end, or to the time of the end. Then we see a man clothed in linen, standing above the waters of the stream. He raises his right hand and left hand toward the heaven and makes an oath that it will be time, times and a half when all these things will be finished. Daniel does not understand that it is repeated to him that the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Now, if you look at Revelation chapter 10, which we'll go to a little bit later, 5 through 7, you notice the image is the same. The angel is going to be standing on the sea, just like the angel in Daniel 12. The angel in Revelation raises his right hand and makes another oath, just as he did in Daniel 12. This time, however, the angel gives an oath that there will no longer be a delay when all these things will be fulfilled. The angel in Daniel said that there will be a delay. Delay, the, The delay back in Daniel was a time and a time and a half. Um, now the angel in Revelation says there will no longer be a delay because this is now the time that the scroll is going to be revealed in red. It's kind of interesting when you think about that because Daniel was in the Old Testament. You know, this is thousands of years before the end times happen because now we're in 2023. Um, and so we don't know when the end times are going to happen, but when they do, you know, I mean, you're looking at thousands of years uh, probably in the future, you know, one to two thousand years. And... This scroll in Daniel 12 was mentioned. Um, And so if you're a believer and you've grown up reading the Bible, especially in Jewish culture, and you're a Christian believer and you've grown up reading the Bible and the the Torah and the Testaments, then you would probably be aware of this scroll being read eventually. Um, This is not necessarily an unknown concept. And so it's kind of neat that when we look at Revelation here and John's having this vision in the future, this scroll also appears that people would have known about. And because probably people back in this time would have thought, when is the end time? How is it going to be read? How is it going to be revealed? But then in Revelation, it shows us that this is how the scroll is going to be read. And this is how it's going to be revealed. And this is what the scroll has inside of it. So it's kind of neat because, you, you know, you wait hundreds of years or whatnot, but then you find out you know, God had a perfect plan this whole time for the scroll. And like you said, when each seal was broken, more and more disease and famine hit the world. And and, and the worse and worse the world will get until eventually we get to the Battle of Armageddon here uh, down the road. uh, And that's the final battle. Um, It also says here, which I thought was neat, is that, uh, just kind of puts it out here. uh, The the large sword uh, in the seal number two basically just signifies that war is coming. Warfare is here. Uh, the third seal, um, holding a pair of scales in, in his hand, basically symbolizes that there's not going to be any food, like the food's drying up. You know, the animals are probably going to, the famine's going to affect the animals and everything else, basically, that's on the earth, and so everything's kind of drying up and dying. Um, in addition to that, he talks about a denarius many times in there. What that's meaning is that um, if people do want to buy food now, it's going to be very expensive to buy it. So, whereas there's a famine it's already hard to find food, those that do have food are going to charge a fortune for it, probably. You know, inflation and stuff like that happens. So, um, and know, obviously you get supply and demand. People in this town are probably going to be pretty selfish. And so, um, this is a pretty rough scene here as we get into Revelation. Seal number four, we're going to get to, like I said, in a few days. It reveals more of, like, uh, the ones that have died that are believers before this happened, what's happened to them. What's their role in heaven? So that's pretty interesting. There's going to be a lot of in-depth stuff there that we'll get to. But I, just, I just want you guys to kind of look at this this morning um, and kind of put yourself in the situation. If this were to happen to you and you were on earth during this time, you know how would you react to all of this? You know, what would you do? How, who would you go to for comfort? Who would you go to for answers? And it's, and it's, and it's a simple thing for us to say we'd go to Jesus and we would come to him. But during this time, many people are not going to come to Jesus, just like today's world. There's disasters that happen all the time. There's devastation that happen all the time. And in those moments when people are looking for hope, most of the time they find their quote-unquote hope in anything other than Jesus. And that hope is temporary at best, and so it dies out, and they end up leaving more and more depressed and uh, more and more desperate after that. So the challenge for us as believers today, knowing this is going to happen in the future, we shouldn't want anybody to have to go through this, Uh, one and so that should encourage and challenge us to share the gospel, to spread the gospel, to make sure our friends and those that are around us are also believers. But also it should um, pop, change our mindsets a little bit to think that when natural disasters happen and people in, 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 in other countries, even our country, are desperate and they're looking for hope because of something that happened in the world today, we should be the first ones going there presenting that hope of Jesus Christ to them. Because if we don't go and present the hope of Jesus Christ to them, which is ultimately the only thing that's going to bring them out of their situation and give them a peace that the world's not going to offer, then the world's going to give them anything else that's quote-unquote hope, and it's not really going to work. And it's going to leave them worse than they were before. Uh, so it's, it's kind of an interesting thought there that, you know, when people are looking for hope, it would be a great time to witness. Many times Christians don't witness, and they, and they keep silent to themselves or they do their own thing, and because of that, who knows how many thousands of millions of people, you know, that we're, we're looking for answers, never get the answer of the true answer, which is the gospel. And they get this fake answer from the world, and it steals more and more peace from them. Uh, which I think is interesting because, again, the red horse, people put their trust in the Antichrist, and the next horse that comes steals the peace. And because the more we, we follow the world's hope and the world's answer, the less peace we have. And again, the more desperate we get. And so it's a good challenge for us today uh, as believers.